And we're back. Again. <laughs> this is episode nine, take two. Yep. <laughs> um, our first dis- instance had a little bit of a, uh, um interruption when Matt's wife showed up and opened the garage yep. door. We're in my garage this week. Yeah, we thought we'd uh, have a change of venues and actually tape in a real garage as opposed to a garage that is not really a garage. Right, right. <laughs> your, your garage, like I was saying before, it's weird repeating yourself, but nobody else has heard <laughs> me say it, so uh, I'll say it. Uh, your garage is really nice. It's white. It's it's clean. It's open. It's more like a studio. It has heated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's separate. Like, the cars are on one side from... And, and, and the studio stuff's on another side. Well, you know, it, it's actually handy to be in a garage like this because if I need to, you know, cut something, I've got saws right there. They're close. If I yeah. need to, you know, rollerblades. Beverages and fiber bars over there. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, in the event that the world ends, your garage is much better stocked than mine. Uh, good point. So, yeah, uh, yeah there is that. But uh, welcome, ninth episode. Today we are going to be doing, uh, we're going to be taking the Pepsi Challenge, basically, for... Uh, um, compressed versus uncompressed audio. Yeah. Um, I'm sure those of you out there know a lot of folks that claim they can tell the difference, and we all kind of think they're a bunch of pretentious sots. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're, we're going to kind of get to the bottom of that today and see if we can tell the difference. Now, one of the things that I think the people that are listening should know is they're not going to be able to tell the difference because this is going to come through <laughs> as an MP3. Yeah. So the sound quality that, that, that you hear as playing isn't the same thing that we're going to be hearing in our high-end headphones that we've right. got here. Because we will actually be playing a uncompressed version and a compressed version. Yep. Matt's going to be running all that today. Um I guess I'm going to be the test subject. So when you're listening to this and you're like, those guys are a bunch of fucking liars. It sounds the exact same. It is the exact same for for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, after the Pepsi challenge, we'll be running through probably a breakdown of some cool text editors, kind of uh, talking cross-platform uh, stuff yeah. again. And uh, I think that is going to be the show for today, unless something else exciting pops up. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. So um, let's go ahead and take a few seconds to talk science. Science. Yes. We're going to do science. Now, um, what is the official scientific name for the Pepsi Challenge, Matt? Mm. Uh, it's a double-blind taste test. And what makes it a double-blind taste test? So you take more, th- and I'm going to fail at this because I always fail. I mean, as a <laughs> scientist, it, literally. You're only a geologist, dude. That's barely science. Anything with an ologist is technically a scientist. but Not true because they're psychologists and sociologists. And <laughs> but that said, I mean, as a geologist, you don't do a lot of uh, double-blind tests. It tends to be more of a psychological or, or those sorts of testing. Right. Because as a geologist, you're... you're it's either a rock or not a rock. Well, and you're doing a lot of, we're making an observation and trying to understand what that means, right? Right. Um, not really so much on the trying to guess what people, like, yeah. You anyway. don't ever have to, you never have to go, wow, is this actually quartz or is this quartz lying to me that it's actually basalt? No, you would do that. I mean, you would have, is this you quartz? Have a chemical test, is this though. quartz or is it calcite, right? Or something like that. But yeah, you have chemical tests that, that right. tell you that. Strangely, we can't uh, chemically test whether people are hearing the same thing. Exactly. So what we're going to do, and this is what like what they do in the, in the Pepsi Challenge, is, and for you kids out there, <laughs> you <laughs> might not know what the Pepsi Challenge is. Pepsi had a... a, a Back in the 80s, Pepsi yeah. set up a um, kind of test where people would come up, they'd give them a glass of something to drink and a glass of something else to drink, yep. and they'd ask, which one of these do you like more? Yep, exactly. And then, ta-da, the big reveal is people selected Pepsi. Over Coke. Over Coke, which was great because Pepsi and Coke were competing at the time. Yep. And it, interestingly enough, that's actually kind of an, uh, a unique approach because Pepsi and Coke have two different flavor profiles yep. such that Pepsi has kind of a really cool, aggressive first Um, kind of sweet flavor to your mouth, where Coke doesn't. Coke is kind of a 
even approach to drinks. I think we're going to be taking a uh, Pepsi challenge with you after this. So yeah, I can do that. Actually, I know. so what I did though is an as a just a side experiment. Uh, I had a friend Jason who back way back in college. He had the same <laughs> argument as you. I can yeah. tell the difference. And uh, so I said, okay, so let's 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 do this. Now we organized that experiment slightly different because I think you can tell if you have a comparative. You can say this is Pepsi, this is a Coke. You, there's there's yeah. no question, right? Because um, there is a difference in taste, but mm-hmm. if you don't have a comparison, can you tell me which one it is? Yes, I can. Okay, and that—that that was kind of what the point I was getting to there is the reason that it's sort of an unfair challenge, especially with between Pepsi and Coke, yeah. is because human mouths like an initial shock of short-term flavor, yeah, which is what basically the Pepsi challenge is hinging on, yeah. Whereas a long-term drinkability. The mouth tends to like softer, flatter flavors that aren't quite so aggressive. <laughs> so, yeah, Pepsi did a really good uh, "f your brain" sort of approach there. Yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll try it maybe next week when uh, okay. when when I come over, <laughs> I'll have in a uh, unmarked container. Okay, make a sure soft th- drink. Just make sure there's no ice in it. Ice okay. can kind of screw okay. up the and taste. It'll just be, yeah, one. it'll just be just soft drink. Yeah. You, you okay. Know, tell me if it's Pepsi or Coke. So I won't replace it with RC Cola. Oh, oh, tricky. It's been a long time since I had RC. Yeah, me too. Okay, so on to the uh, the uh, the sciencey side of the day. We're gonna listen to uh, um, a song, and yep. Matt uh, very carefully selected the song. I did. It's a. Uh, I think you'll recognize it. It's a popular tune. Yeah, and, and it's it's our own kind of way of remembering some of the great artists that yeah. have uh, you know been around for a while. So what's gonna happen is I'm gonna play. I've I've got a grid here on on. Uh, uh, well, let's talk a little bit about Fubar 2000. And uh, what ABX, exactly is Fubar two thousand? The ABX comparator. Uh, Fubar two thousand is an open source uh, audio player. As okay. far as I can tell, it doesn't seem to do much else than just play audio. Right. Uh, I'm I, I'm a little bit so so we we ran it was TechCrunch I think was the article that you found this on probably. Um, here let, let, let's actually source this correctly so that uh, people get credit for what they're doing. Um, Lifehacker actually. Uh, I look at both Lifehacker and TechCrunch in my. Uh, <clears throat> In my Twitter feed, so I, I see articles from both of them. They're kind of similar. Um, anyway, the, the, somebody else kind of did this on his own to see if he he could. Uh, somebody, uh, he should have a name on this article, shouldn't he? Uh, no, I believe it's completely anonymous. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Whitston Gordon. Yeah, that's yeah. a cool name. It is kind of cool. Is that Whitston? That could totally be a superhero name. He could. Uh, he could be like uh, the Seattle superhero guy. What's yeah. that guy's name? Um, Phoenix Orlando Jones. Jo- Phoenix, Phoenix Jones. Jones. I knew it was one of those Joneses. <laughs> uh, so he did this to himself. So the nice, the, what's kind of cool about this test is all you get when you install. So if you install Fubar for two thousand, you can add this uh, additional component called the ABX com- uh, comparator. That's a weird word. Uh, which when you open it up, you say, "Okay, I'll make it. I got a lossless format, and right. I have a lossy format." And for those of you playing at home, today we're playing with MP3s and Waves. Uh, MP3s and CDA. Oh, CDA, I'm CDA. sorry. So this is a straight uh, copy of the, the file directly from the CD, source, right. exactly from the source CD. And then we took that and converted it to a MP3 file, which should theoretically have downsampled it and then have yep. some lossy uh, in there. Now, And if it didn't, your computer's magic. Yeah. Now, in the uh, ABX comparator, all I get is play A, play B, play x and play y it doesn't tell us which file is which um at all uh and a and b are one of each and x and y is one of each they may be 
lined up A is X or maybe A is Y. We can't tell from the graphical interface. I, I, I can't even tell. I'm running the damn thing, and I can't tell. So <laughs> if you want to do this like test on yourself, you can do it. Uh, and then you, you, you give it an answer, and it will tell you if you were um, correct or not. Um, and, yeah. Okay, so uh, let's, let's give it a shot, see All how right. it goes. We're going to play now. Oh, yeah. So one of the things we noticed as we were, we were, we were trying this earlier was this is a little easier to p- play when uh, there's a little bit more music going on. Yeah. Than so, just, so maybe we get just some motorhead vo- uh, vocals. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to skip ahead a little bit through the intro. Is that better? So oh, yeah. This is sample A. And I can't tell the fucking difference on these when we were doing it before at all. Zach can, though, sort of. He's maybe more... Yeah. He's got higher-end headphones on. So he's going to be... He's doing all of the uh, listening. So I'm going to shut up now <laughs> and uh, let him say. So we're on A. Okay, we're on A. Now we're on B. Okay. And A. And B. Okay, let's go ahead and go to X and Y. X. Y. Okay. X. Y. Okay, B and Y are the same. B. Y is B. All right. Yeah. Um. You didn't do so well on that one. What? No. Really? No. Damn it. So let's try again. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. And, and it's basically right now we've you've got a score of uh, zero because we did this. No, well, because I, I left the previous oh, scores the previous on there, score and we uh, we did we ran through two times before. Your score is currently two of three. Okay, let's keep going. Bad. All right, so we'll we'll try it again. So let me let me skip forward. Uh, maybe I got performance anxiety now that we're recording. <laughs> You're on A. Okay. And go over to B. Okay, back to A. And B, please. Oh, there we go. Okay. A. Back to B. Okay. If we can go to X and Y now, please. X. Why? Okay, back to X. And Y. Can we go back to some of the music bits? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're on X now. Okay, go to Y. Back to X. Okay, Y. Okay, A is Y. All right, A is Y. Uh, it looks like you didn't do so well on that one either. See, I'm having a hard time keeping in my brain right now which is which. Yeah, you're like you're, between A and B, X and Y. I'm yeah. not doing the. Uh, con- I should really be writing stuff down. So you're at the. I mean, 
it's 50-50 now on the Right, which is not a good thing. No. Do you have paper? Uh yeah, uh, yeah. Of, <laughs> of course, course we did yeah. not plan ahead for paper. Yeah. Give me one moment, I'll grab you some paper and a pen. Okay, cool. So, while he's doing that, what I'm going to talk about here is what I'm hearing as this is going on. So, what I'm trying to listen for as I'm listening to the songs is, well, A, I have to try and remember which song I think is which. So, in my head I have uh I have to pick between A and B, which one sounds different, right? And in my brain, I'm kind of tagging one of them as an MP3 and one of them is uh, uncompressed. Um, and then when they play the next section for X and Y, I have to try and remember not only which I thought was MP3, but also which is sounds closest, or which I think is the new MP3. And for some reason, uh, my brain is not getting that orientation correct right now. Um, but thankfully, Matt has gotten me a pen and a paper, so I can now just kind of write down what I'm thinking as we're listening. And maybe I'm just rocking out a little too hard to this song, and that's really the problem. It's just kind of, you know, I'm lifted up on wings or something. I, I did notice you really seemed to tune in when the when the sax kicked in. Oh, yeah, like, the sax is the uh, shit, dude. I actually, I mean, because I think that was where I think you could hear the, the difference. Yeah, when uh, when it's just a person singing, I can't really tell a lot going on, but when the whole kind of orchestra comes up and there's shit going on, it's a lot easier yeah. to kind of... It was it was really in. that sax solo that I noticed. You kind of, you lit up a little bit. Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> dude, I'm going to go learn how to play sax. It's going to be on my list of shit to learn. All right, so let's back this up a little bit and tell me when you're ready. Uh, go ahead. All right. You're on A. Bittersweet memory Okay, can you skip me forward to the sax section so I can just, like, oh, get that? Uh, wow, it's really... Okay. Okay. And this is A? You're on A. Can you give me B? A? Okay, B? Okay. Rewind a, real, a little bit. And this is B. This is uh, currently B. Okay, can you go to A? So we're on B. You're on A right now. I'm on A. Okay, give me B. Okay, let's go to X and Y. Okay, start with X. Okay, go to Y. Okay, X. And Y. Can you rewind a little bit? Yep. Not really what you're looking for. There you go. And Y. Okay, we're going to wait for the sax bit here. I know, it's coming. It's almost You're there. You're starting to know this song really well, aren't you? Yeah, I haven't heard this song in like a decade, but... Uh... Here it comes. It's coming. And we're on Y. Here you go. You are still on Y, yeah. X, please. Y. Okay. So B is X. B is X. X is B. Okay. Y is A. X is B. Let's see what your score does. Nice okay. job. Nice yeah. job. Okay. The, the paper helps here. It was apparently with the show recording, I'm thinking of like what's going on on my computer as yeah. well as what's going on in yours. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, we could do this all effing day, and I, I think I could nail it now that I've got the paper in front okay. of me. Well, you got three out of five. Yeah. So if, if we want to do it, we could carry on. I don't think we need to do no, it. No, okay, good, because yeah. uh, I'm really sad I missed those two. But <laughs> we're, we're chalking that up to show confusion. <laughs> I, You know, here's the thing, though. I think, um, and again, we're you've got on over-the-ear headphones. Yeah. Um, so you were concentrating really hard. In fact, it... Eventually, you were actually writing down your yeah. thoughts so you could keep them on track of what was what. Um, well, in my opinion, there probably is a slight difference between uh, that that the human body is able to discern the difference between the two. Yeah, and ninety nine percent of the time, it doesn't matter. Do you want to know the only difference that I was able to hear? Sure. <laughs> Sorry, I had we to cough. Need, there. We need a cough button. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Can we get a drop button going where it's just like soaking up seconds of nothing that we say? Um. So. Here's what I heard different. Every once in a while, you could hear in the uh, background. Uh, so you get a little bit of that, uh, like, I don't want to call it static. but Yeah, a it's, bit it's of not that, static, like, but you uh, get a little bit more of a uh, kind of melding together feel. Yeah. Whereas you have with the MP3, it's a much more crisp sound. Uh, that being said, mm, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not gonna waste. Uh, well, I guess it's not even wasting space anymore. The MP3 sound is cleaner to me, and I like it better. I mean, well, it's gonna sound cooler when it comes through my car speakers. Here's the anyway. thing: to be honest with you, we don't even actually know which one was the MP3. It was just oh, whether right. or not you could tell that the two tracks were the same. Right. My assumption is is the clipped one was the one that was uh, MP3. Yeah. And, and I can't I can't tell you like it won't actually doesn't, it doesn't actually tell. Is me. there like a done button we can hit and it'll uh, kind of give me a summary? I've got exit, in which case I suspect I can hide the results, but then I don't see the three of five anymore. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like you're I talking about the Borg exit. Uh, oh, hey, we can get, hang on. Let's check, check this out. Oh, uh, this is uh, what we get for using new me, tools. It gives me the option to throw some results out. Um, nice. And let's see. Um, so we did five tests, and it just gives me the results. It doesn't actually tell me uh, okay. which one was which. Well, that's somewhat less than useful. We yeah. weren't able to clearly. Well, it tells me file A is um, da, 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 dot mp3, and file B was the dot you know CDA. And is that on the last run or the first run? It, it, it's all of them because I, I I just left it as a single test. These oh, were, these were I, I treated you as five separate test individuals for the same okay um, scientific test. So I had B for the final test as being the mp3 in my head. Okay, well. Yeah. And, it, and even in the results here now, and, and this is, again, this is good for science. Um, I can't tell which is which. <laughs> is which. All I like it is you, you were able to say that the two were, were right. the same or not. So so um, my ears are apparently better than Matt's. That's what we learned today. And uh, <laughs> what we've also learned is that when you guys hear this, you're going to be like, dude, those are the fucking same. How could he not tell? All four of them. I, <laughs> I, and I really couldn't. I, I didn't get any difference in, the, in, in them. But, I mean, I think it's... I yeah. think I think the the results I, though for for me is basically this proves my hypothesis is that for the most part it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you can tell there's a difference, but it's an irrelevant. Especially difference. if you're driving in your car, you yeah. add a little road noise or yeah. anything else, you're you're yeah that no. that slight difference you're not you're not even going to pick up. So those of you playing at home, just use MP3s. They'll work everywhere. It'll be fine. The world will be great. They take up a fraction of the space. Yeah, and if you're one of those nerdy autophiles that's living in your mother's basement with your $5,000 headphones and your reel-to-reel player, 
you're not going to get laid anyway, so whatever. Yeah. You know what I, I'd love to be able to do, though, is, is figure out a way to do the same thing with, like... Uh, <laughs> with Joel? <laughs> well, no. With not, not, not we should really have him on. We keep talking. I, well, I, keep I think talking next time him. he's no longer in Colorado, <laughs> we should actually invite yeah. him on to do the show. But, um, no, I was I was thinking, um, uh, like, the... the the uh, vinyl, you know, vinyl versus CD versus whatever. I think the problem um, there is you can clearly tell when it's vinyl because so, well, actually, of all the other noise that comes in. I, I totally agree. The, what we could do is we could take some of the, uh, um, there's a couple of songs that I'm, well, at least that immediately jumped to my head, like uh, Blink-182. Have a song that starts out. And they have has, a vinyl. Some well, <laughs> you can buy vinyl for them, strangely, but they also have a song that has vinyl effects added to it. Oh, so really? it has like oh, the crackly okay. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. static sound. Yeah. It was, you know, it, I was about to sing, but we don't need to do that. See, here. to me, the the whole vinyl, the argument that I've heard on the vinyl is that it's, it's fully analog and it captures all the sound and, and those sort of arguments. Uh, I could get if they said it's nostalgic and it reminds me of when I was a kid. I yeah. could buy that argument, but I don't like the sound better. I, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the memories. That's it. Yeah. Okay, so on to our next topic. Uh, by by far one of our best transitions there. Yeah, yeah. we're done. Moving on. <laughs> you, you're done with it. You're just pissed that you didn't get 100. <laughs> Basically, yes. I'm I'm gonna go home and whip myself. Uh, I still can't believe I effed that up. Okay. Um. So what we're gonna talk about next um, is something near and dear to the hearts of anybody that's ever been a systems administrator or a developer or had to work on computers for anything other than uh, well, run any kind of service or work in any kind of IT space. Okay. We're going to talk about text editors. Oh, my God. I love text editors. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's weird. Uh, the When I was looking at the results just now, uh, it saved them as a text file. I looked at it. It's a notepad is, is what's wow. in front of me right now. You mean they didn't do any complicated graphing or anything exciting with those it's five runs? Just straight up text file. It's a notepad. It's in notepad format, .txt. Um, do you miss Notepad since you now, I, that you now that you don't do anything in Windows anymore? No, I don't miss Notepad. Even no. when I was on Windows, I wasn't using Notepad anymore. I, I most of the time I'm not either. But since it, uh, unless I go through and change something, it's not the default text editor that comes up for text files. Yeah, I mean, typically when I was in Windows, I was still using uh, Visual Studio for everything, as lame as that sounds. Uh, Which is I hate the amount of time that it takes to load Visual Studios, uh, though. When it doesn't take any time at all on an SSD, it's I, like bam, right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I need to figure out actually if this laptop will support SSD. I was looking. Yes, it will. Um, I just need to make sure I can get what I want. Um, like you can't search on Newegg. Is that the no, problem? No, no, that, that like um, all the form everything. Yeah, I don't want to get into it because um, I'll sound like an idiot. Okay, we can talk after the show. <laughs> um, but I noticed that uh, SSD hard drives for like a 120 gig hard drive is now around 120 bucks. Yeah, the in the last week there's been a huge kind of. Uh, all of the prices on the hard drives are coming down, which is yeah. awesome. I mean, I bought mine about a year and a half ago because I I bought my wife a new laptop. I got her a MacBook Air. Yeah. And I was using it. I was like, this fucker is awesome. It's got a you know solid state uh, uh, hard drive in it, and it's just wicked fast. I'm like, I need this for me. So I went and bought it for the computer we're using to record the podcast, actually. And uh, then I started using my Mac at work, and I was like, I am not waiting the time it takes to start shit up anymore. Yeah. Went and bought one for there, and I, I'm like solid state so, everywhere So a year now. and a half ago, though, what did you pay for? Uh, um, I want to say that my um, 
256, which is what I have in this one, was around $300 maybe. Okay. And I paid, I think, 160 or 170 for the 120 that's in my work computer. Okay. Well, that's not that much of a difference from what I was looking at this week on the on the costs. Yeah. The, um, and I'm going to mute my computer so next time I get an email, it doesn't ding us. That's okay. Um, I just uh, nuked your sound on the <laughs> okay. mixing board too. The... Um, Oh, okay. There, there wasn't that. That's not a significant change in what I was seeing. I mean, I was seeing uh, about a dollar per gig now, and it did seem to go up um, on the higher uh, capacity drives. Were, were more than that. I mean, it wasn't a. Right. It seemed like it wasn't a one to one that scale. It was a bit of a curve. Yeah. The thing I found though is that the um, computers have gotten to the point where, uh, back in the olden days, we used to not have enough RAM. Yeah. Now even like a laptop's carrying four gigs, eight gigs in eight, it, right? Yeah. Um, video cards used to be crappy. Video cards now are cutting with like 256 megs, 512, like huge amounts of RAM. Uh, Processors... I used to have single core processors. There's like now dual core, quad right. core, everything. And you notice there. nobody cares about uh, the processor speed like they used to. I mean, back in the Pentium days, yeah. it was oh my god, I'm at 133, you know, megahertz. Yeah, <laughs> and we have officially moved to the spot where the slowest piece of your computer and or laptop is the hard drive. Like yep. the the milliseconds it takes to do a round trip to disk is what's killing you. So yeah, uh, slap an SSD in there, you're done, and yeah. it's no longer a problem. And oh my god, your day is so much better. Yeah. Um, Strangely, none of this is really necessarily pertinent to uh, <laughs> talks on uh, text editors. Yeah. So, because uh, those teams seem to run fairly fast, even with a slow hard drive. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> Unless you're opening a large file. Yeah. Um, so, um, what text editor do you find yourself using most, Matt? So, I mostly use Notepad. Okay. And why do you use Notepad? Because uh, it's got it, the main reason I started using it uh, about a year ago was that it would do language-specific formatting. Right, so it would do uh, syntax highlighting. Right, if I'm doing something in XML, it it, it, it highlights the various um, tags and whatever and mm-hmm. kind of color codes them, which makes it a lot easier to read as a human. Right. Now, does it also do uh, smart indenting? So as you're typing along, it boom, yep. chunk, chunks you over uh, you yep. know, four spaces or whatever? Yeah, so if I'm doing something like if I've got it set up to do PowerShell or C-sharp, as I... Hit um, enter if if I put in like a curly brace, it'll mm-hmm. kind of move things things indent to where I want them to okay. as, I'm, as I'm putting things in braces or, or parentheses. Does it autocomplete parents for you? So uh, if you put the left parent in, it'll uh, pop in the right one and move your cursor over to the middle. Uh, no. Okay. Um, but but it does it does highlight the it does hi- do the you do know, the, sort of the highlighting of matching the cursors. Right. So that's really ha- the cursor matching. And yeah. I'm actually interested. How does it handle the cursor matching? Because I've seen uh, it done in a number of ways in Vi, which we'll be talk or more appropriately Vim, which we'll be talking about in a little bit. Um, it does kind of a flashy on the um, parents that match the. Xcode, which is the uh, editor that comes from Apple in order to build iPhone apps and whatnot, yeah. does this really kind of aggressive, um, soft, rounded bezel, yellow highlights on them. No, this just does. Um, so between uh, the parent, the, the the braces, you you can collapse the braces, so you can collapse everything right. in there. So there's a there's a plus minus symbol. Yep. On the on the left hand side, and then. That turns red, and then the braces turn red, but that's okay. it. So it, it's it's very unobtrusive. You don't notice it. So right? you have not only a visual indicator over the brace itself, but you also have a visual indicator on the left-hand side of the screen where it just kind of draws your eyes real easy so you can see. Yeah, and and then, yeah, and I like the collapsibility of collapsing um, 
Yep, nodes, because I can say I, I don't want to, you know, if you've got a bunch of code or something in there, you can say I don't actually need to know what's in this mm -hmm. method or this 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 function. Yep. I just want to know that here's how I call it or something like that, depending on what you're doing. Yeah. Right? Now, does it have any uh, plugins to make, uh, make it does, and I don't use any of them, um, but it does have a whole uh, section of plugins. And, and if I just look at the default ones, I mean, there's an ASCII to hex et, uh, converter. Um, there's some FTP stuff that I don't even know what that does, but yeah, <laughs> uh, there's a spell check plugin. Um, but I, I, honestly, I don't use it. I don't use. There's a ton of features in here. Mm -hmm. um, there's macros. There's um, like what we were. We were. Um, How about it? Search and replace. Is it search and replace relatively robust? Does it allow regular expressions, or is it just kind of search for whatever characters you type in? Uh, yes, uh, it does everything as far as I can tell. I mean, oh, it, nice. it looks when I bring it up when I just hit Control H, it looks similar to like the Visual Studio. That's the shortcut. Control for, H. Control H is the shortcut for find and replace. Oh, in okay. Everything in Windows. Really? Yeah. I thought it was Control F for find. Control F is find. Control H is find and replace. No, oh. weird. Okay. Ah, see, I know I, something you didn't know. You can usually get. <laughs> it doesn't like, happen very often. <laughs> it, I've been using Max for the last two years, pretty much exclusively. So my brain is. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Not quite where I have um, to be on that. But yeah, so when I when I bring that up, actually, and and with um, this, if I, if it's actually there, find find and replace, et cetera, et cetera, uh, is is a single tool. If I control F, it brings me to the find tab. If I control H, it brings me okay. directly to the replace tab. Um, and they've actually, the same thing has uh, find in file. So you can actually do a file search okay. from here. Um, it, it supports uh, regex. It supports, um, you know, typical up and down case, whole word only uh, replace and all open. So I could, if I've got multiple documents open, I can actually do a find and replace and all that, of the documents as opposed to just the one I'm looking that at. That does a tab opening, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. So it's dealing with tabs as opposed to Notepad, which is just a million effing it, windows. It, exactly. So it, it, it seems very similar to uh, the other text editor that we've kind of talked about, which is Sublime. Well, I don't think we've talked about it on the show, but personally I've talked about, which is uh, the Sublime text. Right. Um, the one thing I like, I, there's some things about Sublime Text, which is another text editor that I like. I do like the default sort of gray background that, that yep, Sublime it's uses. it's kind of pretty. Um, and I like the, uh, Sublime kind of puts the uh, on the right-hand side a... It has a narrow little bar that kind of uh, shows you... Everything, like it's a it's a it's like almost a global view of your document, or right. I mean, you can kind of see um, things. Other than that, they seem to have very similar extended text Feature editing sets, features. Yeah, yeah so... Nice, um, yeah. Use use whichever one you prefer, I guess. So does a uh, something that I found recently is really handy for me, and I kind of it's now a requirement in whatever editor I'm using. Uh, two things really. Um, does it have the ability to select columns? Uh yeah, they both do. Okay, cool. Because yeah. that is like wicked awesome. But I rarely use. So it's funny. I I I remember, and I, it's it's weird. I don't remember what text editor I was using doing this on, and it was ten years ago. I was working as a geologist editing some uh, GPS files. Uh, dude, you're actually more like 12 years ago. Uh, yeah, it was probably <laughs> 99, so it was probably 13, 13 years yeah. ago. Well, it was the summer of 99, so it was like 12 and three quarters years ago. Anyway, um, the uh, I was editing some GPS location files. I don't remember exactly what for, but I had to do a bunch of edits. And for some reason, I had to do a bunch of column editing and, mm -hmm. and the text editor I was using at the time. And it was, I mean, what would have taken me an hour to go through and edit manually with a column editor. I was able to like chunk and done in in 
three keystrokes. Somebody really should have taught you how to use Perl 13 years ago. <laughs> well, yeah. At the time, I didn't even know of such a thing, you know. Yeah. But cool. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the text editor that I use every day. It's actually pretty handy. Um, I'm a big fan of TextMate. Now, TextMate is uh, basically Mac only, but it has some. It has all the features we've talked about so far. I mean, it has regular expressions for search and replace. It has uh, column select editing. It has a built-in bundling system to do um, a bunch of neat stuff. One of the bundles in there, and that's kind of what they call their plugins, that I really dig is there's a to-do plugin. And as you're going through and writing your code, you can just like you know kind of comment something out and write to-do okay. colon and then type whatever you want. And there's a hotkey you can hit through one of the bundles, and it'll go through and search through all of the um, files that you have open and pull out all of the to-dos. So you can get a list of everything that needs to be done. It'll tell you what document's in it, what it needs to be done. It does it for bugs or warnings as well. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So you can get kind of a nice little uh, report going, um, which is really handy. By far the coolest... Oh, uh, it also has you know all the stuff you'd expect. Line numbers, code folding. It does a really good job of uh, closing uh, parents, curly braces, quotes for you. Um, it does really smart stuff to like if I double if I select something and then hit the um, quotes, it'll actually encase whatever I've selected in quotes. Okay, which is really handy if you're like just kind of going fast and you forgot something. Um, but by far the coolest thing and the thing that I find myself using the most is it has a um, filter through command, which is you select what you want and then you go you know select filter through command and then you can actually pass it to. Uh, the Linux command line to do whatever you need on it, or the Mac command line, I guess. So you can, uh, say, let's say you have a long list of stuff and you want it sorted, okay. and you want it made unique. So you highlight the chunk of the document you want, and then you go filter through command, you go sort, pipe, unique, go. And boom, it'll sort everything, it'll then pull out the unique aspects to it. Wow, that's, that's actually... Yeah, it's the sort of shit I usually do in Excel. Yeah, and it's wicked yeah. awesome because you can do like you can do anything with it. You can I've done pushed it through awk, said whatever. Um, yeah, it's just great. Um, the other thing that I really dig about uh, TextMate is there's a lot of times that I find myself working on some code project that has a bunch of files in it, right? Yeah. Um, with TextMate, I can open up the containing folder that has all those files, and it'll pop open a kind of tree based view, and it'll be just like you do in Visual Studio or Eclipse or any of the other um, large IDEs out there. But it doesn't need any meta files, right? It's not going to create a solutions file or an Eclipse file or anything like that. It's just, you know, letting you edit text directly. Yeah. Um, and it's totally sweet. Um, if you're interested in using TextMate and you don't own a Mac, there is another pro program called uh, Redcar, which is uh, basically very, very similar to TextMate. They took TextMate and said, hey, let's go ahead and make this in, uh, I think it's in Java or Ruby. I don't really remember all of a sudden. Um, but it's now available basically on every platform, and it can use TextMate bundles. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty slick. Cool. Now, on to the uh, second most used text editor, for me at any rate. Um, as we all know, I manage a bunch of Linux boxes, and consequently sometimes I need to be on a Linux box and... Uh, to do some text editing. Uh, I use Vi because it's just going to be there. It's everywhere. Now, for those of you playing at home, Vi has a slightly steep learning curve. Mm. Um, I learned it a long, long, long time ago, so it's not as bad for me. But if you're just starting in, you're going to be like, okay, great. I have this screen full of text and my cursor doesn't work. The delete key doesn't do anything. I can't actually type text. What the F? How do I use this, right? right? 
Um, two things are out there that I think you should probably take a look at. One, uh, Vi comes with a interactive tutorial itself where um, you open up a file and you start reading through the file. It tells you how to delete, how to insert, how to do stuff, and you can kind of walk through that tutorial that way. But, excuse me, if you um, want to be, maybe have a kind of throwback to your childhood, or my childhood, there's actually a guy out there, or guys, maybe women too, I don't know, that have created a game that teaches you how to use Vi. And give me one second while I step over here to a computer to try and find what the URL for that game is. And Matt, you talk a little bit about why um, you might want to sync learning into a video game. Oh, so <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be doing that. <clears throat> uh, because, so similarly, uh, well, you want me to go about onto like uh, Rocksmith and stuff or... Uh, Whatever you like. Because yeah. when it comes to the video games, and you're actually, obviously actually, much more we, in tune we should, to video games we than We should I play am. that here in a little bit. Okay, we can do that. Because I don't think you've gotten a chance I to check not. it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think the idea is is a lot of times when you're learning things, it's not fun. Um, and if you can find a fun way to wrap your learning into uh, some tedious task, you're, you're a lot more likely to actually do it. Yeah, and, and definitely to build on that, I know when I'm at work and I'm trying to get something done, I want to get it done. I don't want to fight with my tools, right? Yeah. So it's important to spend time to learn how to use your tools so that you can leverage them in the real world, which I think is one of those reasons why people end up using Emacs because it's kind of a little bit more in the realm of what they're used to. Yeah. But if you want to get really awesome at Vi or Vim, uh, it's I, I like it better. It's just you feel much cooler. Um, check out uh, vim-adventures.com. It'll give you a nice little kind of tutorial in a Zelda-esque game so you can actually kind of run through a world and solve puzzles and whatnot yeah. while uh, using the keyboard bindings. So I didn't actually watch you play. I could hear you playing it. I couldn't <laughs> see your screen. Is it actually like a top-down world like Zelda? It's a top-down world. There's uh, boxes that you can tell are uh, there. There's uh, rocks in your way, and you have to navigate through mazes and whatnot. And, and, and you have to, to hit, boxes. like, keyboard shortcuts to do them? Yeah, you have to use the, uh, what is it? Uh, H, J, K, and L keys to move up, down, left, and right. Okay. Um, and I only played through the first bit, so I haven't gotten here through very far. I think there's two or three levels that are available. And why does, like, H, J, K, and L, I mean, like, your, your right home keys, why does that teach you Vim? Because that's how you navigate left, right, up, and down in Vim. Ah, okay. That way you never, like, the, the... As opposed to the arrows? Yeah, as opposed to the arrows, because if you're typing, and right. you don't have to take your keys off the keyboard at all right. to move around. So you haven't hit, like, control to, like, say up and down? or you No, just, huh? So How do you keep from just typing H? <laughs> <laughs> we re I really should have demoed this with you before. Um, so... Vi has two modes, right? I, I think this is good, though, so people yeah. that are listening <laughs> understand. Vi has basically two modes. There's the insert mode, where your keyboard acts like a normal keyboard, ah, right? Okay. And then there's the other mode that I'm blanking on the name of, where your keyboard acts to move you up, down, left, and right, skip keys, go to okay. the end of a line, go to the beginning of a line. Like, deleting a line, you just hit D, D, and it deletes a line. Um, yeah, it, the if you want to be able to delete uh, words really right. fast... It's like D for delete, two for two, and then W for words. Right. I'm all of a sudden thinking you have that background. Have you ever noticed that when you're talking about how to do something, it doesn't flow quite as easily as when you're doing it with your hands? Like, yeah. My hands know what to do. My mouth is having a hard time speaking it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so take a look. Vi's cool. Go check out uh, vimadventures.com. You can, uh, kind of, if you're new. Even yeah. if you're old, it might be kind of fun just to kind of get a Zelda. You know, the, uh, the other... the 
first game that I remember really being an educational game like that uh, was Typing of the Dead. Do you remember that? Typing of the Dead? Yes, Typing of the Dead. No. So there was the uh, Sega game, uh, like arcade shooter, House of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, it was like an on-rails shooter. You'd basically, you know, one of those ones where you'd stand in the right. arcade with, with, a, with gun. a gun, and, and, then you'd, and you'd have to shoot off the screen to, like, reload your gun, and then you, I mean, you're, you're basically shooting zombies. And this right. was... This was like ten years ago, pre pre zombie uh, pre zombie apocalypse. No, before the <laughs> before the big zombie fad of the last couple of years started. So anyway, uh, Typing of the Dead was a uh, PC version of the same game, but instead of um, instead of shooting at the zombies, the zombies would have a word on on their like kind of chest, um, and you'd have to type the word, and you'd have to type the word. Since and since you're having to look at the screen to see what the words are, you can't look at your keyboard to type. So you're basically forced to. Uh, now, did, they, did they have did they have the jumping zombies that would jump at you and start slashing you, or were they just the kind of uh, uh, all, no? It was, it was all kinds of zombies. So it was again, you know, it was kind of just uh, you know, the the guy's walking. Your your character, first person perspective, is is kind of walking for you, and the zombies would be all. I mean, there's all kinds of things. There was like flying bats and all kinds of random things that you would have to then and you type like silly word you know you have to type octopus to kill a zombie <laughs> i don't know there's, there's Octo- no god damn it <laughs> no right uh but it was it, it was it, i played with it it was kind of fun i didn't play with it enough to become a good typist but uh i'm yeah. fairly proficient at typing i, I remember when uh, <laughs> and how this ended up out here i don't know but uh my first like back in the day we used to work at matt and i worked at a operations center and we were kind of the guys that were sitting there making sure the world stayed running throughout the night. Yeah. I was sitting there one night, typing into my computer, staring over my left shoulder through a window that looked into a hallway going, I am so effing bored and want to be doing something. Oh, my God, I've been typing this email and I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't looking at my fingers <laughs> how, how anymore. How did this happen? Um, but yeah, that was now a long, long time yeah. ago. I, can, uh, I never quite got to be a good touch typist. I can... Do it. Mm-hmm. I can I can not look at my keyboard and type, and I'll be eighty eh, percent accurate. Uh, but I don't. I, I just look at my fingers when I type. Yeah, I, I, I'm to the point where I can like put it on a keyboard, start typing, go, oh crap, I'm shifted over two keys, and, <laughs> and move to the right. Yeah. <laughs> Strangely, it's always my right hand that ends up in the wrong spot on the keyboard. Really? Yeah. And then it looks like gobbledygook. What, yeah. Whatever is typed. It's yeah. what, what you'd expect. Yeah. Cool. Well. Um, what else do you have to talk about today? Uh, so I don't really have anything except for I, I want to back up to about three or four weeks ago. I was talking about some legislation that... that uh, okay. You remember that? And I couldn't remember the name of it for the life of me. See, I, I thought you were going to mock me on my inability to do geography for no, my no, last I was, episode. I was, I was actually going to... Uh, <laughs> I was going to talk about my own inability to remember uh, legislation that was, that was going through that was a huge deal in the news. I wrote my Congress people. It's the first time I actually felt like an adult. Like I actually like like contacted my Congress people. And then when we were talking about it on the show, I couldn't remember the name of the, the legislation. So there were there were two bits. There was SOPA and PIPA. Okay. Um, SOPA being the Stop Online Piracy Act, which the so um, the the idea of it was, hey, let's let's stop people from pirating stuff off the internet. Let's right. It, let's, which we can all agree which, is which bad. We can all agree with. Yeah. Um, some of the ways the bill was written, though, basically meant, uh, say, I'm a, a, I'm running a website like this one right here, and right. and somebody says, uh, you know what? Actually, that that little bit of content there, like that's copyright for me. Uh, the government, similar to the way China does, would just shut your your website down at the DNS level. That basically. seems a little bit aggressive. Seems a little aggressive, and people kind of freaked out. Also, so, which, hard to implement. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Not really. So they were basically going to take over DNS. So they would basically just block your DNS. 
Right. Um, that doesn't seem like a good government thing. No, no, no. <laughs> we don't want them doing that. Um, there's all kinds of reasons why. But it also means things like, uh, say somebody put um, some text that was from a book in, in Wikipedia, like just quoting something, right? Yep. They could shut down Wikipedia for that. Or oh, my God. Where would I ever go to my crowdsourced information? I don't, I don't have any idea how we would know anything then, but, but, but the same thing applies to... You um, mean to say that my Battlestar Galactica episode guide may not be available? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, so on the plus side, that uh, that that didn't actually go through. It kind of got killed. I think basically everybody on the internet kind of freaked out and said, uh, "F you, uh, people! You don't know what you're, you know, government. You don't know what you're doing on this one. Uh, we're really not a fan." Um, and there's a big, you know, uh, kind of grassroots effort on through the internet, and it kind of got uh, it kind of got killed. Anyway, okay. um, right now there's a uh, there's a new bill uh, called CISPA, C I S P A, I think. Okay. Uh, that is uh, going through and was actually, I believe, passed in the House of Representatives this week. And what does um, it uh, what does it mean for us? It's kind of the same. This is again the it's it's called the Cyber Intelligence Sharing and Protection Act. Um, I think it's a. I mean, like from what I've seen on it, it's a little less. Um, I don't Not know. Not Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we both Look came up with the, the exact brain same on Brad. Same word. Um, but there are still some some potential issues with it, and I think it does kind of get um, you know into the the privacy and 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 whatnot uh, concerns that I mean, there, there's some ideas that basically uh, businesses and the government will now share all the privacy information or any privacy information they're collecting, so they can tell if you're pirating stuff, and and uh, that's the general gist I'm getting from reading on it right now. I don't know a lot of details on it, but. I would say everybody should go out and take a look and see what, what this is because it, it, it has some direct correlation to what all of us are doing online. See, I'm thinking we're really getting close to that time where I need to just uh, go live out in the middle of nowhere, get off the grid, and shoot anybody that comes towards me. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> check there's this. And check. <laughs> <laughs> What's the quote from. Uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, there, there, was a, there was a guy, Ted Kaczynski. You know, Ted yeah, Kaczynski? Ted, Ted, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a. His old friend. He had yeah. a nice little cabin. Nice little hung cabin out a little bit. Word, word, words. He was a big guy at MIT. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. he had a pretty wicked beard. He did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, did you just call me the Unibauer? Uh, yeah, you son yeah. of a bitch. I well, you got you got, you got the potential. <laughs> did you hear there was a, there was a guy though uh, from here in Seattle or Seattle area that uh, was some crazy survivalist, uh, and they ju- he killed his wife and daughter. This was this week in the news. Uh, killed his wife and daughter, then burned the house, and then went up to his fortress that he built up in the woods near North Bend. And this was like an underground bunker with like multiple levels in it that wow. he dug under like a stump or something. But like, uh, and then had uh, barricaded, had weapons and all kinds of stuff in there. And the, the, then he, after killing his wife and daughter, he went up there and, and killed himself. And then the, the police went in and tear bombed, tear gassed it. And then we're waiting like, okay, well, it didn't come out. But who knows what the hell he's got in this thing. Right. Uh, but kind of cool. They they apparently they tracked back where he was at. Uh, they found a hard drive in his in his house that he tried burning down, um, and there were pictures from on the hard drive. There were pictures from the location in the woods that showed like you could see North Bend from. So right. then they like sort of back triangulated it, and they used some trackers to find like his little hole in the in the woods that he, he went to. See, here's the thing, um, people, and this is just going to be a quick little uh, made me think of it when you announcement <laughs> for everybody out there. If you're to the point where you're going to kill your family, you're going to run away somewhere else and kill yourself, 
save your family the time and trouble, run away somewhere else, kill yourself, leave them alone. Th- that's what I don't <laughs> like, understand. Seriously, like, why if he was gonna if he was just gonna go up in the woods to his his survivalist bunker, which if you want to do that, that's cool. Yeah, do I your got thing. No problem with have that. A, have a good time. Uh, why not just like be uh, like just leave and go hide out in your bunker and, and like nobody's ever gonna know you're there or nobody's ever be like he like, left here's the thing I, I've known some people that have been the kind of let's go live in the woods and have a bunker kind of folk yeah if they decided to leave people are like have a good time no, nobody <laughs> there's gonna, not gonna be a lot of folks coming down to find you they're not gonna be dropping by with brownies to say welcome to the neighborhood right <laughs> nobody's gonna miss them yeah they're, <laughs> they're, they're like they're, good have a good time they're more than happy to have you just leave that, that'll be good you don't need to Kill people on your way out. Yeah, that, uh, it's just a dumb, dumb approach, uh, yeah, and messy. And on that happy note, I, I do want to apologize to all of our listeners from Belgrade, which is apparently not <laughs> in uh, Ireland that. like I thought. Um, that's Belfast. Yeah, yes, <laughs> they do both start with Bell. Yeah, and they're both not in America, so that's two things right there. Yeah, where it's really easy to get confused. And, and, on. and where's Belgrade at? Uh, isn't that in like Serbia? I knew I should, God <laughs> yeah. damn it! I should have checked. <laughs> no, no, you got it. You got it. I was, I was just thought I'd, uh, I'd, I'd mess with you a little bit. Yeah. And so, Serbia is not uh, Eastern Russia. No, that's Siberia. E- so, <laughs> really? That's yeah. Eastern Russia? I thought that was Northern Russia. Uh, northeast. Okay, we yeah. need to get a uh, epically failed uh, geography class sound <laughs> drop for me. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, I guess is where we're at. So uh, have a good week, and we'll talk to you next week, guys. All right. Bye-bye.